I would say pick a skill that you need to learn that's vital to you being able to perform better in your discipline because you may not get this chance again. What do you want to change in you right now that you have the time to change? What are the behaviors that you have that aren't serving you well anymore? Who do you want to be as a person and how do you want to show up? And that is what is coming up on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. So stay tuned. Now, here are two powerful words to change your life. What if? What if you do have what it takes? What if you can design your life? What if your crazy dreams do come true? You are here because you have a dream. You have a fire in your belly. You want to change the world and you want to lead the charge in the post socially distant era. The big question is this. How can ambitious people like us build our dream lives? This podcast gives you the answers. We have created the perfect community of the world's best minds who want to get things done. Survive and thrive in this uncertain world. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. All right, very uh, huge uh, welcome uh, everyone um, to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams. Uh, today I have a very special guest, Jeff Spencer. Um, you know, I have been meeting a lot of unique people lately, but Jeff is in a class of his own. And uh, you know, when we when we talk about uh, Jeff, you will you will uh, know. But one of the first things I learned about Jeff was uh, he he is a um, uh, Olympic uh, medalist. And he decided to go into Olympics. I think, how old were you? Like uh, very early in, yeah. I was seven. I thought it'd be just be really cool to be an Olympian when I was seven. Okay. Yeah. So, so not only he decided to go to Olympics, he actually won the medal uh, in the time frame that he decided. Not only that, he went on to help other people win Olympic medals. Other people uh, go to the peak of the performance, like, and and this is what we were we will talk about. Um, and. Um, Apart from helping others, Jeff, you have tremendous other talents, uh, glass sculptures, and 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 so much, uh, so much knowledge and experience uh, that you have gained. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, speechless in terms of what you have achieved uh, yourself and what you have helped other achieve. Uh, so, so welcome, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, learning more from you and sharing your your knowledge with the audience. Thanks, and ready to roll. All right, great. So, uh, guys, uh, this is going to be a special session. Please uh, take advantage and uh, drop your comments. If you have any comments, any questions, we will try to answer them. Uh, but Jeff, um, you know, I, I know a little bit about you, but I know you know there's a lot more to unpack. So, in your own words, can you just uh, help us uh, walk us down the memory lane and how did you get started and and your journey so far? Well, I guess the best way that I would explain myself is I'm kind of a modern Renaissance man. Mm -hmm. where I've been very successful in many areas. I uh, was, um, obviously I was an Olympian in the sports world. So I, I know the sports world. I know what uh, the highest level of performance is there. I showed my art class in the best galleries in New York City. I have a master's degree from sport uh, in sports science from USC. So I really get the academics of uh, human performance from a, a physical side, like how do you stay in the game and how do you push when you got to push? I was International Sports Chiropractor of the Year, so I know how to get and keep people well. I've um, been an author. I have done a lot of programs and 
retreats and things along those lines and to help guide other people to gold medals and business sports and entertainment. So I, what I would say is that because of that and because I'm older, I've had a 360 degree exposure to virtually every element of life. Mm -hmm. And why that's important is that it allows me to be able to meet my clients where they are yeah. and decide what's coming and to be able to define the shortest path forward. And so that's how I would describe myself. And that's the journey that I took to get to where I am today. Amazing. Amazing. And, um, you know, I've been learning quite a bit uh, from your videos uh, uh, and, and uh, uh, the peak performance um, program that you have put together. And one thing I, I really stuck me was, uh, you know, you said, don't be average. And, and you have <laughs> demonstrated that in your life. Uh, you know, you've you know, anything that you have done practically like you, you, uh, you know, even if it's a hobby, like you actually took it to the to the peak level. So uh, can you uh, help us understand why do you think we should not be average and how how did you cultivate that uh, that sentiment? I'd like to say also that probably my most important achievement was the adoption of our daughter yeah. uh, a little over 10 years ago from Columbia at the age of 10. Mm -hmm. It was a very unusual adoption. And most kids can most people consider kids that have been through the foster care system that are older to be damaged goods and uh, significant behavior problems, and they don't want to deal with them. And I did that when I was 58. And I'm proud to say that, you know, she's now a junior in college, and she didn't speak English, we didn't speak Spanish, she had no school. And uh, there were all sorts of other challenges that we had to deal with. And I, you know, for me personally, uh, having devoted 10 years of myself to that and seeing where she is now is my uh, really personal crowning achievement. But the one thing that I did say to her before she even understood English every day, when she went to school, I would say to her, don't be average. And the reason why I said that to her is because, number one, I believe it. Uh, but I also wanted her brain to get used to the fact that average is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And she would uh, certainly understand the meaning of that as she started to mature. And that was the most important thing that I could have said to her. And the reason why being average is not acceptable to me is that that's not honoring our potential. And for me, part of our obligation being here on this earth is to cultivate and grow our talents to be able to bring our unique contribution to humanity, mm -hmm. knowing that there's only one of us in all of creation and there are 7 billion people on this planet right now mm -hmm. and there's only one of us. And I feel like if we can do that and mm -hmm. we can honor that and we can step into that, then that does several things. Number one, it takes care of our obligation to our past through this dimension. Mm -hmm. Number two is that every time we succeed, it honors those that helped us, our friends, our family, our benefactors, and our mentors, et cetera. It's the best thing that we can do to say thank you because they were kind of on the journey with us. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. third reason why honoring our talents and not being average in creating our extraordinary, whatever that is, how we measure it, not comparing it against others, is that every time we step into that, we show other people what's possible through a real demonstration of someone actually doing it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of posers out there that talk a big talk and talk a big game and talk about future. But you know, in today's world, the currency of talk is pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. And because of some of the challenges that we're facing right now, we need demonstrations of people that have actually done it. And one thing I want to say is that 
the magnitude of what we do isn't significant in terms of the size, but it's did we show up in the right time and do the right thing? Because you never know who's watching. Yeah, yeah. And small things can become the catalyst that exponentially change people's lives. Cool. So I just want to say that that's the reason why that's important to me and why average, as I told my daughter, I said, if you don't honor your gifts, you're turning your back on life yeah. in that which you are here to manifest. And to me, that's almost in a certain sense, like a crime against humanity, mm -hmm. because you never know who's watching and don't decide who you're influencing by the size or the um, magnitude of what you're saying. And I can tell you that if you ever doubt the value of anything that you say, adopt a kid because they hang on your every word yeah. and everything that you say and everything that you do is going to influence them. Mm -hmm. And let me finish by saying that, you know, my daughter was exposed to every human cruelty that you could imagine uh, on a scale that is absolutely, uh, I hesitate to even describe it or speak further about it, but to say had people shown up differently for her, her life, her life journey would be a, a lot different. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have to come from our best us every day, not to showcase us, but to make sure that we support others and become the best version of themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I know a little bit about that and uh, it's very touching. So, uh, and then I, I just want to uh, mention this, that when I, when I have watched some of your videos, um, I mean, you know, as you said, like a lot of people talk about peak performance, achieving goals and everything, but I think you really feel it in your soul and heart because you, when you talk about peak performance and achieving goals, I've seen you actually get very emotional, not just for yourself, but when you help other people achieve their goals, right? Yes. And so, so you really take it very seriously. And obviously you have done tremendous amount of work in the physical uh, arena, but peak performance also uh, incorporates the mind. And I, and I know that you talk about that a lot as well. So can you uh, help us understand how the physical and the mental aspects, they work together to help achieve uh, lofty goals? In a certain sense, they're both one and the same. Mm -hmm. And if you have a strong mind, but you have no body, then you can't get to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And if you have a strong body and you have a weak mind, then you can't get to where you want to go either. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think you can just think your way to the top. You can't think your way to the top. You know, if you don't have the skills and you don't have the physical ability to get there, you're not going to get there. So we got to be kind of really real about that. But I think the key thing to be mindful of is that when we talk about mindset is that there's really two parts to us and we have two mindsets actually working in opposition to each other that's inherently hardwired into us as an individual we have human nature that we all talk about and that's the predictability of how humans respond to certain circumstances that is i mean so completely predictable and I don't think we understand the nature of that. Mm -hmm. And where did that come from? Why is it that all cultures have certain ways of behaving that are transcended to the culture? It's just part of human nature. Well, that's because it's hardwired into us. That's part of our DNA. That's part of our physicality that we didn't ask for. The challenge with that is, is that our human nature isn't about creating excellence, 
-hmm. It's about surviving. It's about responding to fear with fear-based responses that happen faster than we can think that we're almost a prisoner to. For example, if you've ever said anything that seems so right to say, but then when you reflect on it, you ask yourself, why did I say that? And that was faster than I could think, mm -hmm. but yet it destroyed a relationship. Well, we can't exactly call that a great success, but yet it made sense to us at the time. Yeah, that's correct. If it's a human nature response that, re that is reflexive, mm -hmm. but that wasn't consciously said. Therefore, if we respond to life through our human nature impulses, and if we identify that with us, you know, don't plan on having a very good life that's full of a lot of successes. Mm -hmm. You may escape injury, but you're not going to necessarily find a path to create a life of distinction and a memorable legacy. And that's the other side of our mindset, which in my view here is that we do have a champion's mindset. This is the human mindset. This is the champion's mindset. And these are at war with each other 24 hours a day for control over our decision-making. Mm -hmm. And the champion's mindset is geared towards high aspiration and achievement. And it doesn't get first dibs because it's not about survival, but we can override our human nature by applying those things that will take us to higher ground if we know what those are and we have the courage to apply those. Yeah. And I think that's the first thing to ask because you know people think that the reactive us is me. That's just the way I am, that's how I was born, that's garbage. That's part of your human nature. That's part of what you learned from humanity. That was a lack of cultivation of your champion ability to override those impulses that control how we respond to life. That's what I see. Yeah. And so we have to be mindful who the real us is. People think the real us was me that responds quickly, impulsively, faster than thought. I say, well, then you know what? That's kind of actually the not you. That's the default you. But the real us is the one that transcends the normal responses that don't take us anywhere or limit our growth. And we have to learn that process. And that's what I do with my clients. That's what I do in all the courses that I teach. That's what I do on my one-on-one -on -one consultations with people. That's a really important part of my process. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it kind of oftentimes actually starts there. Yeah. But it's not about positive thinking. It's not about affirmations. It's not about gratitude journals. All of those are really important. But as I told somebody that I just got off the phone with, uh, who I'm going to help negotiate a very difficult period right now for him, I told him that the mindset that we need is that we have to have a mindset that allows us to encounter and override the human challenges that we're going to face moving forward moment by moment moving forward this this is this is like guerrilla warfare mm -hmm. where we got to we have to confront things head on as they surface moment by moment and the champions know what to do and when things show up they know what has to go right to be able to get to where they need to go despite their human survival impulses and despite the magnitude of the challenge that's in front of them yeah. and that's the most important thing that i can share anybody yeah. to know who the real you is and who the imposter you is. Yeah. There yeah. you have it in a nutshell. Yeah. No, um, I still uh, have your uh, little uh, little uh, champion mindset uh, card that I got from you. And I look at it uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, just looking at it gives you a, you know, a, a different energy and, and, uh, and the power to overcome the challenges. So, so thank you so much. Now, 
So welcome. Uh, yeah. Um, now the champion mindset, you know, uh, do you think this can be developed or is this is something that you're born with? Well, I think you have an inherent capacity to, to make champion decisions, but you have to learn what that is and it has to be applied to be effective. What comes naturally is our human nature, fear-based instincts. Where naturally we whine, we complain, we bitch about everything, life's not good enough, and if everybody understood me, life would be better. Laziness, procrastination, you know, those are the things that come effortlessly to us, to most people. That's human nature. You know, I find that repulsive actually, because you know, that's mediocrity and that's not why we're here on this earth. But the champion's nature, we have a tendency toward we all want it. We all want to create a life of significance and value. Mm -hmm but we can't get there through our human impulses. We have to get through through another level of decision-making, which is the champion side. And so I've kind of worked out what that is from my 60 years of experience in the high performance world. But what I can say is this, is that what comes naturally to us generally does not serve us well. It keeps us stuck in mediocrity. The things that take us out of mediocrity to our highest level of potential as manifest through our actions consistently is the daily moment by moment application of the champion's mindset. That's what it is. It's an application. As soon as you start to use it, then you start to lose it and human nature then takes over again. That's why people basically never change is they apply things and then they expect it to become automatic. It doesn't. This is a privilege that we acquire every day through its application. So I think we need to be mindful of that. Yeah, that, that's for sure. And uh, <clears throat> one thing I uh, wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, uh, in this in this process of uh, achieving your goals, uh, because I worked with you on on certain uh, issues that I was going through, and one of the fundamental things I realized when you when you uh, shoot for a goal, most people think that we need to make efforts, we need to make money, we need to practice. But what you gave me was totally uh, different, which is, uh, you know, I need to focus on another aspect of my life, which was nothing to do with work. So uh, that was uh, quite unique. Uh, uh, can you explain that, con uh, you know, give some context, what other areas of our lives uh, feed our, our energy to help us to uh, uh, achieve our goals? That's a great question. Well, I would say that there is a number of assets that we need to have to be able to be properly prepared to pursue and achieve our goals. So we need to kind of work that out in the preparation side of it so that we have clarity. Most people don't do that. Most people just start towards the target and the goal with, fin with, with uh, fingers crossed and they hope something's going to happen because kind of the way that it goes is that you know, dream big, dream as big as possible. And if you have the biggest dream, then everything backfills and somehow you get there, which is a great idea. But I think, you know, we need to understand that there's a methodology that can be applied to goals, large and small. If we understand that model, then we can get there predictably. And it's a process and a skill that we learn over time. So for me, when we're preparing to pursue our goal, we're just preparing to do it. We haven't started pursuing it yet. The question we have to ask ourselves is it, do we have goal clarity? Are we really sure that this is the right goal? Because if we're guessing at that, 
then we may not have the goal focus necessary to actually be able to achieve the goal. And if we don't have goal focus, then we can't maintain a straight trajectory between where we are and where we want to go. You can't do it. The next question we have to ask ourselves is that, you know, do I have enough drive to make this happen? Because without adequate drive, we can't push through periods of difficulty that we should anticipate because they're going to be there. This isn't a free ride. It isn't going to be smooth. But do we have the drive that it takes? Mm -hmm. And to do that, we need to understand our motivations and why we're doing this. Another quality that we must have, that quality, that capacity is purpose. You know, we do have to have a core conviction about our ability to pursue and achieve our goal. And the way that we develop purpose is that we kind of look at the goal's impact once it's achieved. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever does that. You know, they look at all the stuff that they think they're going to get from the achievement of a car, house, security, relationships, and all that stuff. But yeah, that's something that's in exchange for it. But is there another impact? What about the impact on you as a human? Yeah, yeah. What about your impact on other people? Like, look, I know for my daughter, every action that I did towards any type of goal was going to reflect what I did that she would observe, that she would model. So I had to be really clear and sure about what I was doing would benefit her and it would benefit me because it would break some habits in me that maybe weren't serving me well. But it would also contribute to my legacy, that which I'm going to leave as a case study for other people to look at. Mm-hmm. We're all going to leave one. Mm-hmm. And it's going to either be, hey, look at Jeff, do what he did because you see where it got him. We can learn something from this. Or it could be, hey, look at Jeff, make sure you don't do that because you see where it took him. Mm-hmm. This is what not to do. Yeah. And so we kind of need to look at that in advance because when we kind of look at the ripple effect of this, and I also might add, you know, what's the impact on this on the physical universe in the world around us, you know, as well. And when we look at that in advance and we're clear on that impact, then it improves the quality of our purpose. We already talked about mindset. Why is minds, why is the champion's mindset important? Because it gives us courage. Yeah. And courage is the ability to take action despite your survival impulses. You know, the whole world may say, do this, but that this may not take us to where we want to go. And so we may have to do something that's contrarian, that is the path to get to where we want to go, that may not be looked on as what most people would do, but who wants to do what other people do? You know, what does matter is that we get to where we want to go. Courage is a big deal. Yeah, It's the rarest of all traits. And I would say that the final element that we need is trust. You know, do we trust our preparation? Did we do everything that had to get done in our preparation to responsibly start pursuing our goal? Or do we just start hoping that everything would fill itself in and the universe would take care of us? You know, champions don't do that. You know, they make sure that they've gone through this checklist so that there's evidence of their level of preparation. And then at that point, they can trust their preparation and they can trust their resources. They know they've got the time and the energy. They know they've got the knowledge and the skills. They've got the great plan. They've got materials and supplies. And they also have the path to be able to get there. So those five things I think are really important that we must have goal focus. We need drive. We need purpose. We need courage. And we also need trust. But we just can't think that into existence. There has to be a body of evidence that tells us that it's so. 
And that's how we start pursuing our goal of confidence. Let's take a quick break for an important message from the Bootstrapping Your Dreams community. Get the support and insights you need for your business and life. Join our community, which is fueled by the same people who advise the world's top leaders and champions. Stay ahead of the curve. Join us now by navigating to bootstrapping.group. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone through your champion's blueprint on the peak performance. Uh, and you, I mean, it's really amazing how you have actually broken down this whole process into step-by-step and very detailed uh, uh, steps uh, and, and, and actions that you must take to achieve your goals. Um, so that was very, very impressive. One thing I really noticed was uh, this vertical uh, section called the daily grind in achieving your goals. And, uh, you know, obviously everybody goes through that and that's the most frustrating part. And I've, I've been through that many, many times. Um, but can you talk uh, a little bit about that daily grind? Because I, I feel like that is where most people sort of, you know, uh, leave uh, or, or, or give up on their goals uh, when they hit the daily grind. Well, that thank you for saying that. Um, kind of advanced of describing that. There's a lot of opportunities to screw it up. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't screw it up by starting being unprepared because you just think everything's going to backfill and if you don't get started, the universe is going to take away because it doesn't believe that you don't have enough faith just to start, that's your first chance to screw it up. Your next chance is to choose the wrong goal because you haven't gone through a criteria to make sure that you've selected the right goal. So that's uh, the next opportunity to ruin it in advance before you even start. Uh, Not having enough resources. Again, thinking that somehow this is going to automatically be provided for you in the process. Not so. There has to be a minimum requirement. So those are, uh, and then also, if you uh, start before you're ready, it'll put you into difficulty for sure. That's another chance to ruin it. If you uh, push too hard too early, you'll screw it up there. Uh, Also, if you have an early success and you think that your early success is a guarantee that you're going to get to the finish line, it's not. You can overspend because you think you're already there because you had a first little confirmation that you're uh, on your way. So there are at least a half a dozen or more key ways to mess it up. But once we get to the daily grind, and that's that point where you're actually pursuing your goal, where you're thinking to yourself, I'm not getting anything close back to what I believe that I deserve in terms of progress for the time and effort that I'm putting into this. Like, this is not fair to the extent, I don't know if I want to do this to the extent that, you know what, I'm like this far away from quitting. And if a person doesn't quit before that, this is the place where they're most likely to quit. But if you know that this is coming and it's part of every aspirational goal, and you know what to do to stay in the game because you know how to read that this is the daily grind and you know the process to get through it. And it's a necessary part because it's going to toughen you up in terms of your skill, your ability for your team to mobilize. You're developing the assets in real time as they are, not through what you think it to be in your preparation. Then eventually one day you get up and you believe that you can do it. Yeah, yeah. And so all I can say is that if we can point to one place where people most likely are going to quit. And the tragedy of this is, is that it could be one step away from the breakout that takes you to belief. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you don't have a map that shows you where you are and you don't know whether you're prepared or not, which most people aren't, 
then you're playing roulette with your goal. And that's why if we have a model that we can look at and we can anticipate what's coming to interpret it correctly and we can stay in the game to learn the lesson that we need to learn there, then it will take us one step closer to being able to achieve our goal. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I picked a daily grind because most people experience that and, and, and yeah, on that in that uh, sector. But as you said, you know, just the whole map, the whole process, if you're sort of familiar with how uh, goals are achieved and you know, okay, I'm at this stage now, it, it makes it so much easier rather than sort of hit and trial and, and just, uh, you know, throwing stuff on the wall and see what sticks, right? Um, so, so that was really amazing. Uh, now, obviously, we are living in a very different time right now. Uh, and, you know, no, nobody knows actually how this is going to unfold. But I really want to touch upon, upon this and, and get your wisdom on how people should conduct in these uh, times, in this tough environment where we are socially isolated and, and trapped in our homes or, or locked down in our homes and whatnot. So what advice will you give uh, anybody, uh, whether this is an entrepreneur, professional, um, uh, kids, uh, whatever, like how, how should they conduct themselves during this time? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, we need to conserve our energy as much as possible because nobody knows where this is going and you don't have to know at this point in time, it's impossible to do that. And speculation is just gonna drive you intellectually crazy. You know, because, you know, in life, I think we all know that 90% of what we expect never happens. Yeah. So why even go there if it's not necessary? Let's just kind of work on this as visibility uh, shows us where we are on it. And right now, uh, we should anticipate that this is going to be peaking, et cetera. And then on the other side of that, we'll see where it is. So we have a couple of weeks in front of us to look at where the projected peak is going to be. And then we have a couple more weeks. Um in the quarantine and at the end of that then we'll have another look at it so what can we do in this period like right now number one you got to conserve your energy which means that you have to learn not to worry and that's hard to do because humans are catastrophizers they love that stuff and so does the media so conserving energy by doing a couple things making sure that uh, you get your sources of information from reliable sources that are not catastrophizers number two is it eat, eat well enough to make sure that you get the energy that the brain needs to run on so that we're giving the brain energy to be able to think clearly with, not emotionally, but clearly. Emotions gobble up energy at exponential rates. We have to hang on to our energy, get adequate sleep as much as is possible. There are some things that you could do to facilitate that. It could be getting off electronics early at night. It could be doing meditation throughout the day. It can be doing diaphragmatic breathing. It can be preparing for tomorrow. Uh, those are some of the things that are really important. You got to conserve your energy. Second thing I'm going to recommend is, is that during this time when you're home, put away your computer. Don't do computer solitaire. Don't uh, go down the rabbit hole on the internet. I would say pick a skill that you need to learn that's vital to you being able to perform better in your discipline, because you may not get this chance again. And if you build that skill now, then you're going to be running at the front of the pack once this comes online. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing that I would suggest is decide what do you want to change in you right now that you have the time to change? What are the behaviors that you have that aren't serving you well anymore? Who do you want to be as a person and how do you want to show up? 
And I would say that you want to start taking action on that like right now. So that again, you learn a personal skill that can be inspirational to people that causes them to be aspirational towards a higher level of personal presence and being. Decide what that is. Otherwise, you're going to return as the same person. You know, so it's kind of a net gain of like minus one where we have a chance to really improve ourselves. Decide what that is. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the um, last thing you want to do is to make sure that you show some level of leadership. Every one of us is a leader. You can be a leader in your home. You can be a leader to a sibling. You can be a leader to a team. You can be a leader of a country. Mm-hmm. And the way that we lead right now and what people want, they want to trust what's said and they want what's said to be held in reality. And so if we can come from a place where you're sharing some insight that's real and people know it, but it keeps them anchored in now, then you've done your job as a leader. I'll give you an example of that. So right now we have approximately two weeks left before the peak of the uh, coronavirus infection will be in the US. That's the projection. So right now we have a two-week block of time that we can name. We have two weeks between now and the peak of the coronavirus infection. So if you name the period, then your brain knows what to do because you've named it. If you just say, well, we're still in the process of determining how many people are going to get infected, then the brain says, oh my God, is that for the next year? Is that for the next decade? So it starts to worry and catastrophize. But if you name a specific period of time that would make sense and the brain can understand that. Oh, I see. So I only have two weeks to deal with this. Correct. So now I can devote its attention to two weeks. It can do that. That's easy. And then you decide, what are we going to do in that two weeks? Well, while I'm home, I'm going to conserve my energy. I'm going to build a skill that I need for later because I have the time to do it. I'm also going to um, uh, work on uh, something about myself as a human that needs improvement that I don't actually like, you know, and you may actually see that at home. Well, now I'm seeing that I'm being a little bit more snippy with my family, a little bit more hair trigger, you know, I'm a little bit more agitated. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you can work on that. You know, it's a great chance to get over that. And then finally you want to look at how do I lead? And so then when you get to the end of that two week period, once the declaration of what the numbers are at that time, then we decide what the next two weeks would be between then and when the um, period uh, uh, of quarantine is over. And then we would sort of move through it like that. Otherwise, you're going to lose your sanity. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst thing you can do is get around people, listen to the news, the, all the catastrophizers out there that, you know, they, they know that, you know, when the blood flows and the sales go up. So that's what I would suggest. Is it hard to do? That's what the champions do. Because they know that doing things that are not what human nature would do, it is difficult and we should expect that. But the question is, is that do you want to just carry yourself as you are now forward? Or do you want to make a constructive change that makes a better you that can run at a higher level once we come back online? And to also mention that your belief in yourself, because you could take a period of difficulty where worrying doesn't help and you were able to transcend that 
to develop self, you're going to look at yourself in an entirely different way where you actually believe that you can create a better you and process like moving forward. Hmm. And so that's a, a structure that I would suggest considering because that's a hundred percent doable. Great. Thank you so much. Um, I know we are over time, but I have one more question, a quick one, if, if that's okay. Of course. So um, you have worked with, uh, you know, tremendous achievers, um, world champions and uh, billionaires. And I mean, they're, they have achieved the, the level of success that most people just, uh, you know, think about or dream about. Um, and you have broken it down into a process. So uh, have you noticed after working with so many peak performers, are there any certain qualities or one quality inherent in them that separates them from uh, people who are, you know, uh, non-achievers or, or give up on their goals? Well, I, I'd say the first thing is, is that uh, they live in reality and they realize that goal achievement is a skill. Hmm. It's not something that you just think and guess about, but they've learned a process that does a couple of things. It shows them where they are in the process. It shows them what's coming. So they're not taken by surprise. And it allows them to identify the smoothest path forward. Cool. That's what they do. You know, most people think, well, I have to dream as big as possible. Um, I want to influence a billion people. Okay, that's great. Well, how exactly are we going to do that? And then how exactly are we going to build the mechanism to make that happen? So you can come up with the what, but how about the how? And so they know that it's all about the ability to know where you are, to know what's coming and to know what to do to have the smoothest path forward. So I would say that's it. You know, most people are in too big of a hurry. Um, you know, the experts say, want it bad enough and you're going to get there. The champions know you can want it badly, but if you don't have the skills and the ability, and you haven't learned patience and resilience and persistence, you can't get there. So you know, I, I appreciate the sentiment behind it. But, you know, example, if you're not willing to prepare right to build the assets necessary to do that, that aren't difficult to take a little bit of time, but don't you think it's a good idea to be properly prepared and know it before you start? Sure. Because then your anxiety is low and your confidence is high. And probably a good idea that once you start pursuing the goal, that we have an idea of what that journey is going to look like so that we don't misinterpret what it is and talk ourselves out of it. You know, and kind of when we do that and we learn the model small, then we can apply it big. Yeah. It's not, but we're also afraid of getting left behind and we can't keep up. So we spend tens of thousands of dollars on all these programs that promise a shortcut. And, you know, the shortcut is, learning how to do it correctly the first time. I'm going to write that down as a matter of fact. So the, you know, the shortcut is learning how to do it like correctly the first, the first time. So that's the one thing that I would say is what separates the prolific achievers from those that would like to achieve and can, but don't, cool. it would be that one thing. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, this has been uh, really amazing. Uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, there's so much to learn from you. I uh, I don't know whether there will be enough <laughs> enough time uh, on Facebook Live to do that. But um, but thanks again. And uh, uh, you have given a lot of uh, a lot of wisdom for people uh, who need it the most at this uh, at this stage. And as you said, you know, uh, 
thank you so much for putting out the the positive message um that that is much needed right now in in, in this uh, difficult time so thank you well thanks if i could just say a couple things here right. um how people might be able to get in touch with a couple things that i think would be of value yeah yeah if you're interested in information about what um, Manoj was uh, referring to, it's called the Goal Achievement Roadmap. And if you'd like more information about that, uh, you can go to www.garmasterclass.com. And there will be like an introductory video to kind of expose you to what it is and the opportunity that exists there. Please take the time to do that. And then I have another paper that I would invite you to get and encourage you to get it's called how not to blow it just before you went. I see this all the time. You know, people are on track to create a significant personal success and then they trip at the last moment and they screw it up. I see this all the time. And so I created a paper, a PDF called how not to blow it just before you went. I, I want you to get that and I want you to look at it. I want you to read it. I want you to memorize that. I want that to be part of your arsenal on how you can be a consistent performer that achieves your goals consistently, predictably and repeatedly. Mm -hmm. To be able to get that, please go to www.drjeffspencer.com and that'll take you to the website. And then on the homepage, there will be an opt-in that you can get by putting your email address and your name in there to get that PDF. I feel that you will find that as being absolutely invaluable. Yeah. And let yeah. me finish by saying this, is that there's only one of us in all of creation. I mean, think about that. And there's 7 billion panels people on this planet like right now and there's only one of us and that uniquely qualifies us to do some extraordinary things but what i do know is thinking about it and dreaming about it can't manifest it that's the value of having a blueprint that was derived by looking at and understanding the methodology of what the prolific achievers do and to me that's our obligation to honor our talents by showcasing and manifesting as many significant goal achievements as possible. Thank you, Manoj. Great. Thank you, Manoj. That's all for now. Until next time. If you want to realize your full potential, I invite you to join our community. We support and help each other out because no one has to do it alone. Join us today by navigating to bootstrapping.group. The community is free to join. No strings attached except for one. You have to take action. So if you are an action taker, we want to talk to you. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. If you want more insightful interviews with industry leaders, then check out these other videos we have picked for you right here. And subscribe now to get our new content.